A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Welcome to What's Your Sign? I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm the drunkest Patreon live Q&A oh of all God. time. <laughs> you didn't seem that drunk. You seemed really cute with a capital C and exclamation mark at the oh, end. Thanks. I was pretty drunk, but I think it, was, it wasn't really that. It's just that afterwards I kept drinking. And that's when things really turned. You uh, know? Off, off <laughs> Yeah, I I accidentally got and I feel like this could describe me being drunk during all like not not I have been drunk during all in quarantine, but every time I've been drunk during quarantine, which is like, didn't mean to get this drunk. Mm -hmm. And now I am sitting here in my like, it's like the like 3 a.m. feeling but at like 730. And you're like, I don't know what to do with this. Like there are no there's no after hours there's no one to like i mean i guess you could like text with people but you just don't know what level anyone's on it's oh, a very so like it's like when you accidentally get drunk in the day 
it's like that it's it feels no, like it's, you know what it is like for me at work I usually have a shift beer after work but I don't eat before work usually so I've just mm-hmm. worked six hours and like sweat and I'm already dehydrated and I have one beer and I'm on my way home like okay who's driving <laughs> oh it's me okay <laughs> like I'm not like wasted or drunk driving but it's like dude you better get home like don't stop anywhere mm-hmm. yes I mean food is and we as we all know as you go through food is the secret key if even if I'm like trying to get drunk if I eat one two pieces of bread it's it's just it's an uphill battle from there the real demon of quarantine has been buying box wine to like go on less grocery mm. trips but that just means I'm drinking a lot more tiny cups of wine in mass. Like I'm just drinking smaller amounts faster. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know what else you're supposed to be doing. I guess yeah, like no. in this it? time, I guess you can, be, I, I keep having these romantic ideal nights of like, okay, I'm going to like, we're going to turn the TV off and we're going to read and we'll put like a fake fire on the TV and, you know, do that 9,000 piece puzzle. But like that time has come and went. We're just back. Yeah. We're just back into like, well, because that like sounds... not like creative mode. It's just like, I think I'm just going to watch four hours of the hills. How's everyone else doing? I think it's because it's so much like that, that like TV off fire puzzle time. It's like, a nice that is like when you need a break from the busyness but we don't have and I know people are working and all that so not to say that everybody's experience right now is the same and there aren't people that are insanely busy right now um clap round of applause for first responders and essential workers um but all of that to say of like if you've been having kind of a like regular chill day what are you gonna like deny yourself the one treat you have in this thing which is like binging tv like oh, so nice. no to to have like the idyllic like if you left if you had got if you're out of town you like got an airbnb then i would be like yeah that's when you like put the the fire on and do the puzzle and make that special but you can't just you can't spring that on yourself like you know, during, during, during the week. I don't know. I'm also just at the point where I have a show that is keeping me coming back. And it's like, I just hold on to that. I just, (laughs) and I know I'm going to have downtime where I don't have a show like that. So I'm just like, I, the binging, it actually feels good right now. It doesn't feel like, should we put on this? I don't know. It's nighttime. I feel like watching a movie. I feel like watching TV. It feels like, no, I'm on a mission right now to chug through minimum five episodes, the Hills a night. And they're short. They're like 20, 30s. I just got to go. I'm season five. I mid episode. Kristen Cavallari just came in. So I'm, I'm rolling right Dude, now. Are you going to watch? Are you going to watch until you get to the like, the, um, the comeback new, season? Oh yeah. I'm watching the new okay. beginnings. I can't Dude, wait. The comeback, the new beginning is insane. I did not watch the last, I watched the Hills obviously, but like definitely fell off, but we, uh, bought it on iTunes oh. last summer when we went to Columbia and we were watching them on the plane back and <laughs> dude it is it is so good I mean I know Misha Barton's there which I'm excited oh I'm excited to see her <laughs> I've never watched the OC but right now oh, the current TV that's what you should do. you should so, watch the so OC. that's the current TV plan right now is that after the hills we're either gonna do double duty on Sex in the City which I've never seen and the OC at the same time get a little West Coast, East Coast. But I I mean, this is a plan. Sometimes you're like, I'm going to watch all the Americans and, you know, it doesn't happen. We'll, yeah. we'll see what sticks. Look, I, um, I've never gotten into Sex in the City either. Yeah, I've, I've never s- seen an app. 
I've seen maybe okay. like half of one on E like a long time ago. I know. I, I know. love Sex in the City. So it is so dear to me. However, I do not recommend anyone watch it if you haven't watched it. The time is for sure past. It's, yeah. And it's like it's like too um, canon of its time to like maybe adapt to now. I had a feeling that would be the case. I don't want to. I don't want to say like don't watch it because I also think that it is like. But I think you, you, if you're watching it now, it would be more as like an exercise in um, understanding cultural touchstones of the time as opposed to actually enjoying it mm-hmm. as a show. Um, like to be like, oh, what's all the hype about? I do think that it, like you had to have watched it in the moment because I even have gone back and watched. I've seen all of I've seen the whole thing time and time again. Uh, and it is one of the, but it's unlike other shows. I like kind of now have gotten to the point where you can't go back and just kind of pick anything. It's like, there are only specific seasons that you can watch because everything else it's like, I, this isn't even like background. Okay. Right. Right. I've heard, cause I was just talking to Kate past guest friend of the pod because she's she's been rewatching it, and we had this discussion of like she's like there's some episodes that are really hard to watch, like as far as being real backwards, real dated, and not yeah. even like a wow we're also PC now. It's like oh whoa that was just really racist and transphobic, and you know insert whatever phobic here. Well, I think it's too under the guise of being empowering. Yeah, so I think uh, that's so what extra. makes it very difficult to watch. I haven't seen a lot of it, but I think. You know, we see that happening now in such a different light where um, we I think we can understand, you know, a problematic movie from the 90s where it doesn't take itself seriously and it's not supposed to be the the, you know, guide for women kind of thing or right where I think having that intent and then still kind of missing the mark maybe feels a little bit different in this time. I, I, yes, I can I see agree that. Because it is supposed to be this empowering show, but some of the messages well, being empowered are uh, not inclusive. I don't, know, yeah. I don't know if it's supposed to be empowering necessarily, but I do think it was meant to be realistic. Okay. I think and it I, was meant to be empowering women about sex in in the way that like the Monica Lewinsky stuff, like people thought they were empowering women by like tearing her you know what I mean it's like sure. looking yes. back absolutely what happened to Monica Lewinsky is a travesty, a travesty but I think there were people sorry. in that era that were like I, I'm like doing the right thing you know so I don't yes know. no I agree I yes I agree with that I think it's more like this is um like I guess because it's like empowering yeah, no, I agree. I agree with what you just said. That the that of like in its in its way, but I think what it really prided itself on was being like very frank and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. like all of that stuff. And even that, it is very, um, you know, uh, Steve and I just rewatched the pilot of Friends, oh. too, which I mean, as a Vintage. pilot, as a pilot exercise, um, and as that absolutely all those things it works but it's like now in hindsight looking back which these criticisms were relevant and and um thrown at it at the time too but it's like oh my who lives in new york like this at that age let alone the lack of people of color and all all of this kinds of things too but it is that like 
I think Sex in the City, if you watched Girls when it first came out, you mm-hmm. can understand the intention and also the, the blatant missing of the mark. Mm-hmm. I mean, I keep joking, but I think I, I might actually make this a pitch to Vulture of that the Hills has really been helping me kind of battle like internal white supremacy because you watch the show and think of the mindset that it was made. And it's all these things you're saying about like friends and girls. And it's, it was this white utopia of like people who just moved into like $2 million homes. No questions asked. They don't, they only have internships. Like it doesn't, nothing makes sense, but it was at the time it was just like, Oh yeah, of course. Like that is how one, who is of this of this higher seat, you know, that it is written that there are these powerful people live, even though they're young people who, not that everything has to be realistic, but this thing, I think it did set of like, this is what you should have. This is what white people should have. Again, uh, been home stoned quite a lot, watching the hills, trying to find meaning in this, in this uh, weird times. But I think... There is something of value to like face what I thought was cool. Like I did think that this was cool stuff to do, at least like Laguna Beach and the hills and all that kind of shit. I swear, everyone, I will stop talking about the hills. I'm almost done. It's just, it's here. Never stop. I can't. Okay. But this is a question I have because I just went to my first drive in, you guys. And I know everyone saw me bitching on the internet. But here's the deal if you bought a 530 ticket, to a drive-in, uh, would you expect the sun, like full sun exposure? First, first of all, I can't believe they're doing drive-in, that. Yeah, a five thirty drive-in is a spit in all of your patrons' faces. It must have. I would have thought what you just said that, like, because okay, so where I work, for instance, <laughs> uh, we have kind of a six o'clock rush, and it's not really because the sun's down; it's just because we're next to a building that the sun it. goes behind. So, like, it actually cools off a lot around six, but like. I assume that that yeah, theory and logic. There would be some reason there because it's doing at the Rose Bowl. So I was like, okay, there are mountains. I'm sure some programmer mm-hmm. or planner sat outside one time and went 5:30, just dark enough. The sun goes over the mountain. It was the sun was next to the screen. It was my chest was on fire. We didn't even bring Ugh. hats or sunscreen because we thought. I don't know, like, in my mind, I'm like, why would they do this? Like, why did I yeah, get, tr- why am I tricked? Dirty. No, that's bad plan. That's, that is first, not, I don't know. I've, I'm going to venture to say they're first timers in planning this, so no, no, this no, no. program. This is Tribeca Film Festival. I know it's Tribeca Film brought Festival. To you, brought to you by Walmart, I found so out. We so that's to, the. We went to a Tribeca event and it wasn't, it was, it was dark night. already. It was, everything was at Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, think it wasn't a movie, but and but they had still, a movie right after. They did have an eight thirty Beetlejuice. That's the one you got to get to. And I was like, why they cram us? Like, first of all, you could have started everything one hour later, and it would have probably been okay, or at least much better. We got. You need four. to go to the other one. The I mission. Name. I'm going to Mission Tiki. I will shout them out. It seems like a small and family operated place. It was just first driving. It's, it's already so much busy. It was so much closer. It yeah. was Peewee's Big Adventure. What a great movie to watch, too. But they don't, they go by rule of sunset. If the sun is still up, then it's, I mean, you can open the gates at that point, but nothing is starting until it is dark out. I was just at that point of such disbelief, you know, when something's so poorly planned where we got there, at, the gates open at four and we're like, four. I'm like, I'm like, of course these mountains are, I'm like convinced these mountains are going to block this sun. 
and we had the pickup truck. We had all the blankets set up to like lay in the pickup truck, but it was a fucking tanning bed in it. Like we couldn't yeah. even get in the hot metal truck. And Paul was like, I'm going to need to flip the car around because our back is facing the screen. And he's like, we're not laying in this. And I, you know, when you're just like, but I wanted to lay and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. I had, and I was just in this small cab with all our Cheez-Its and it's a two person cedar car. Like it was just so uncomfortable. I'm so glad Pablo and me are at least on the same complaining scale where we were like, this is awful. I hate this. This sucks. I had this sun on my chest. It was burning. I didn't have any sunscreen because I didn't bring anything because I wasn't prepared. Because you're going to a drive-in movie. <laughs> I didn't bring sunscreen to the drive-in. <laughs> didn't expect I would need it or a hat. And so I finally like wave a man down. I was like, I need to leave. I'm having a heat stroke. He's like, your car's overheated. I was like, I'm having a heat stroke. I don't feel good. He's like, uh, your car's sick. And I was like, no, I'm sick. Let me out of here. Like I was just, I like was unbearable. But we found the one slice of shade. I just don't know how everyone else did it. You know, like there was like probably a hundred something cars there. And I was looking on Instagram, looking on Twitter. I was like, who's, does anyone have a good time at this event? Like I need to find this out. This is also similar to the time I was tricked by Jacob Dylan to see a full Jacob Dylan concert when he advertised Fiona Apple and Beck, they all came on saying one lyric and left. It was such a swindle. I'm still mad. Jacob Dylan the Tribeca Film Festival are my two biggest enemies right now <laughs> on my shit list. I am so mad at them. I mean, I you're justified in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. It, I was on your swindled. Side, 100%. Okay, cool. Because I was like, I was having that dilemma of like, okay, it did say 530, but wouldn't you think it would be shaded or something? I don't. All right. Just making sure I'm really checking in because <laughs> uh, I just hate being swindled. I just like, I knew it, but I didn't know it. Did you get Heineken Zeros? Yes, they were so good. Oh, yeah. I, we were chugging them for water. We were over, we were in the Sahara <laughs> Desert. And we're dying. <laughs> we're too hot to function. We're full of Heineken Zeros. At, at I our I home actually now, really did and... love them because it was nice to drive. You know, LA is such a driving culture out here, so it was nice to drive somewhere and chug a bunch of Heineken zero percent alcohols and throw them all around the pickup truck, feeling like a real a real bumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Lagunitas hop water. Huge fan. Ah, I liked the taste. Like it actually was like fun to drink. I I get it now. I've because we were we were drinking and we're like, have you ever drank no booze booze? And I think it was a first time. I've given that to my brother and tricked him to get fake placebo drunk in high school. But (laughs) that was that classic move. I give him like the Mickey's forty sans sans malt sans alcohol. But I don't think I ever drank it myself. It was good. So worth it. Worth the I can't believe that. 5.30. Now you know. Well, now you know where I go swim, too. It's so close. Oh, the park. The Rose Bowl was really pretty. It was like a nice. That's why it was like, it was almost, it was so sad, too, because we were going to leave. Then we found the sliver of shade stayed. Oh, my God. All these people taking their babies out of the car to go stand in the shade, too, because their car, like, no amount of air conditioning could combat the direct sunset Uh -uh. sun coming in. And it was, ugh. It sounds like they I just kind of cut cut corners and wanting to like they, have a they wanted family to double up time mm-hmm. or they wanted to have it be early so you could bring your kids. But that's why you can't like you can't yeah. do it earlier. The sun's out. You can't do you can't do it until it's done. Six thirty could have worked. Like it was starting to dip, but the sun was it never crest it never got purple. It never got like that crest periwinkle time. It was only five. I'm saying 
nothing before seven. And I found out earlier that they, they had a one o'clock showing of some like new Seth Rogen indie movie or something like that. I'm doing I'm doing the jerk off motion with my hand. Get the fuck out of here. Well, Tribeca. Take that take that shit back to the East Coast. We're on the West Coast now where it's sunny and hot all day. Like get, uh, get the away. fuck out of here. I know it's sunny and hot on the East Coast too. I've been in the summer. It yeah, is gross. just miserable. Um, this is, it, this is, is, it is just gross. This is like the mountainy foothills of it was it's on con on the asphalt. It was just too too hot. Mm-hmm. I'm mad. I'm con- I was gonna write a complaining email, but we ended up staying long and I don't know. I'm just like, do I wanna get <laughs> The drive too damn hot. <laughs> <laughs> too bright. Day, is that that's why I feel like I could be conceived as like absolutely mental if I emailed like, yeah, I know the tickets at five thirty, but it was bright as fuck. I hate you, Tribeca Film Festival. Also, who knows? Maybe it wasn't Tribeca Film Festival. Maybe it was that specific locations programmer. I don't know, but whoever was in charge, tisk tisk. Shame on you. Shame. For shame. Real. This is like at the protest when someone's like, and Jackie Lacey. And we go, shame, shame, shame. <laughs> Eric Garcetti, shame. Tribeca Film Club Pasadena Film Programmer, Urban Planner, shame, shame, shame. shame. Tribeca Film Festival must go. <laughs> Tribeca Film Festival will, will go. go. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> let's talk about our topic for this week. We're we're participating in it currently, um, oh, we as as you it. may have guessed, because we, we are like thirty minutes off pod before this too. If anyone wants to know how right we, how we spend our, we can't stop third house. Look, your girl has a third house stellium, yes, and I do. forget that sometimes. Um, we're talking about the third house today. It is the next in the succession of houses, um, and. I don't just like anything I'm always like oh man I really love astrology and I love the third house thinking about it and was like oh I there was a lot of things that came up for me in this in in doing some research and just thinking about it that I feel like I take or like I don't take into account or I don't associate with myself and it was like really boring not boring but like not almost not astrologically related, but absolutely astrologically related. So I'm excited to talk more about, about this, mm-hmm. this third well, house. It's interesting. You say like that you forget that you have like a, a third house stellium because I feel like the third house is a forgettable house, but not because it has forgettable content or built or, you know, like all houses are cool, but there's something about those communication houses that just seem so like right offable like oh yeah your friends and your family and the third house too has so many like themes that it almost feels like okay so it's trips or short trips and it's cousins and it's and it's learning like it feels like it's so much stuff that sometimes I feel like it's like it feels like such a catch-all that it seems like it'd be easier to kind of write off but it's so cool and I, I there's a lot more info about like I guess in terms of like intelligence and thinking processes that I was like oh I think we forget that this is can be like a funnel of communication obviously i think too one of the things that the book of dumbass people who like astrologies um, which someone mentions, dm'd us and asked what book was lisa referencing i was like it's astrology for dummies astrology just so for <laughs> the astrology which could be the asterisk name of our podcast <laughs> <laughs> our log line if it wasn't if it wasn't hella trademarked <laughs> Okay, how about astrology um, for dumb bitches? That's a little more yeah, yeah, to our yes. I mean, it would be that, but that's <laughs> rude. 
it mentions that um, as it's like the local environment, it's things that you haven't chosen. So like your neighbors and siblings and like mm-hmm. stuff that you didn't really get a choice in, which I think that does lend to that kind of forgettable energy because it's like, yeah, like sometimes I just forget that like my one neighbor is like kind of a prick and not like he's not like mean or anything. He just seems grouchy all the time. But it's like, I don't care. You're grouchy. I don't live with you. I don't fucking mm-hmm. know you. Like, whatever. I mean, he's not like, he just always seems a little uh, sad or down or like not in a great mood. Like, always like, <clears throat> kind of person. Mm-hmm. But like, that might not even be his personality. It's just that I forget after I see him for a second that he even exists. Mm-hmm. No, that's so true because that was one of the things. So I listened to the astrology podcast again because I, uh, you know, their signification of the houses. And that was something that Austin Kopic brought up was like the idea of the third house being house of we'll go over, we'll go over significations and stuff. But this idea of it being a house of routine and things that are just around because one of the main ones is siblings, which are people that are just around like you don't have you don't you as a fellow sibling have no choice in the matter of them being there and you just live in a house together like you all are there you don't choose each other you don't you can get along or not get along but it is like these are people that I just have to live with and and thinking about my own third houseiness is that there's so many things of like routine things but also like friendship I don't want to say friendships of convenience because that sounds um like that sounds like LA actually (laughs) or like condescend like yeah I don't mean I don't mean it out of like a networking thing I mean it in terms of like all of my best friends all of my greatest friends have all been people I like get these ideas in my head of like who I think I want to be friends with Uh. and then the friends that I actually get are the friends that are like around and that I developed through these kinds of things of like, we wouldn't have met each other any other way, but we met each other through this thing. And that's how you get to know each other. And kind of what you were saying, Lisa, of this, like, I don't know if that's really who this person is, but you also get to see a different side of people when you get to interact with them in a, like, in a way that isn't there, like, I'm trying to make a friend face mm. that you I think get an insight into people it's like, like more natural or something yeah where I'm like I'm thinking of like all of my dance team things where we were on a dance team together and we literally like got ready in the mornings we spent all of this time together but it was like your routine and getting to meeting someone at six in the morning is a very different person than who they are like at school at any other times. Mm -hmm. And then we get to see someone out in a different place. You'd be like, wait, wait, you're friends with like these people. Cause I see 6am you and that's a different you Mm -hmm. or whatever. I love 6am, uh, like Cassie, but I don't know. I don't know who the fuck 12 o'clock Cassie is that kind Mm -hmm. of those kinds of things. But like, just this idea, I think that the forgettableness too is this, it, it is all of these things that are both literal and very abstract and weird, like communicate, siblings is very literal, but communication is such a weird, like, I think we also just throw a bunch of things in the third house, like, oh, it's the, it's, it's this and that and that, but we don't think about the ways that they all connect to each other and why they are in the third house as opposed to a different house Mm -hmm. does that make sense well I I think it all comes down to like 
true like intimacy. There's something like it's like hometown stuff. It's like also like it's interesting to think of this as school versus say the ninth house, which is like higher education, choosing your path, right? Like school, everyone has to go to fucking school, whether you're homeschooled or public school or private school. You're like it's just like the law, <laughs> like you have to go to school, and even like quick trips. Like I think this is interesting to think of like how you might want to even get around town. Like I ride a scooter. Is that Virgo ruled for my third house? I'm not sure. It is pretty quick and efficient. Uh, so I think those interests and those like close things i feel like we're in a very third house like time right now too it's like Mm -hmm. it's like if the third house was dropped into the 12th house and we're like in like small group prison uh it's not like prison i mean you you know what i mean it's just that. well it's all things that are happening everything is happening to everyone Mm -hmm. and normally there's a way to be like oh that's happening to not to say that we aren't a global community where things have effects but now it's like everyone in every neighborhood is having uh coronavirus happen to them in some capacity and it is forcing you to be more local in your neighborhood and you Mm -hmm. cannot uh you do have to be kind of even just aware of your literal neighbors what's available to you what's Mm -hmm. what are your like transportation options and all of those things so I do think you're right to hesitate on on prison (laughs) but but it is but I do like that third through the 12 like third uh, dropping yeah dropping through the 12th visual (laughs) I think too one of the most interesting things for me that I've noticed for my own communication during this, I mean, obviously everyone's experiencing this on different levels, but um, like wearing a mask at work, I'm having a hard time because I, I mean, obviously like the mask is uncomfortable. I'm, I'm not going to get into that because I think all that stuff's really dumb. Like, uh, yeah, I'm in a parking lot for eight hours wearing it so you can wear it like into the restaurant, you know, like I just don't, it's like. I don't. Oh yeah, well, really especially if you don't have the nose bridge, like the metal thing. It's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it's, it gets sweaty and hot, especially in the summer. But like, come on, everybody. If you're just yeah. sitting there, also, what are you? Like, ta- <laughs> I wear, I'm wearing it for eight hours, so I really yeah. just don't give a fuck about one person who doesn't want to wear it or whatever. Yeah. But like, um, one of the things I'm finding more difficult. I studied communication in college too, so I have a degree in communication. Ooh. But um third house. I yeah. She has a degree in the third house. <laughs> <laughs> but I am also a comedian and I am used to really joking around at work and it's really really hard to um pe- because my humor's kind of deadpan, sarcastic and like I can be a little bit darker. I I find it really hard to communicate like without half of my face mm. to like communicate that I'm joking a lot and I don't want to wink at people. I'm doing a lot of thumbs ups. Um, but it's, it's definitely very different. Like I, um, I dropped off shots at a table and I think it was like eight picklebacks or something, which, you know, it's Whoa. seven, how many, eight, 16 shot glasses. So mm-hmm. it's like a lot and I'm carrying it all and you know, whatever I'm giving, handing them out. And like, uh, one of the girls at the table was like, Oh, I didn't know you were doing two or whatever to one of her, uh, I don't know what their relationship was. One of her friends. And I'm like, oh, you should have seen him take three at the window or whatever. And I was joking, obviously, like, you're not allowed to drink anywhere but your table. Like, I thought it was like a clear joke of like, oh, yeah, he's already fucked up or whatever. And then she didn't know I was joking. And I had to be like, ah, I'm kidding. Like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm smiling and like laughing. But you can't see that. (laughs) 
I'm like fucking joking. And so it's like, it has happened a few times where I'm like, I'll say something. I'm like, just don't, just don't joke. Like you, you just can't uh, because people can't tell that you're it's like, kidding. It's like your face is like a question or like an exclamation mark or emoji in a text for context of tone, but your face is gone from yeah. like the tone. And yeah. eyes can only do like so well, much. Yeah. I had to take pictures of people in Matt. This is like uh, not the same, but the same where it's like. Uh, we'll go to a thing and you'll be in a mask and you'll take a picture of someone and then you'll look at it and you'll be like, oh, there's nothing happening because it's just, mm-hmm. you can't see anything. And yeah. it's like, oh yeah, you're, we all, everybody's always like, oh, your eye, like eyes are so, eyes are so whatever, but eyes like don't do anything on their own without oh. the rest of the face to like, I know mm-hmm. that they do, but it's like, they can't, the face they helps. can't carry, it's they so can't funny. carry the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Every single like guy that tries to hit on me at work is like your eyes, and it's like, look, dude, I know that's the only shit you can see right exactly. now. Like, I know that's all you can say right now. You can't give me the your smile line right now. And what are you gonna say? My ears? Like, yeah. it's like this is like ridiculous. Ooh, those ears! I bet they're wide open listening to this pickup line. Why don't you have a seat with us? I'm like, I'm at work, dude. Get out of here. That's funny you brought up your communications degree, Lisa, because I literally was trying to explain to uh, someone who is uh, of college applicant age. I was like, oh well, I had a lot of friends who were like uh, communications majors, and going back to this like forgettable third house thing, I was trying to like explain what a communications degree or like what communications as a study is. And I couldn't really, I was like, well, you like, it's like one of those things where you have to say the name of the thing in the description of it. So people are just like, oh, that's bullshit. And that's where it also made me think about Gemini, like uh, discrimination, if Mm. not really, but like this misunderstanding, I think of Gemini, we can't talk about one without the other. IMO, but like this under misunderstanding of the vagueness of like Gemini Sagittarius, where it's like there is a part of it that kind of you have to use the the noun to describe the thing, which makes mm-hmm. it kind of unknowable. But there are these there are these tangible real components that are in there. So if you can glom onto those to help you like understand the other thing then you'll understand why we have to use the word in the definition Mm. yeah i i think too if you're struggling to find a a degree in college and you're looking into communication i probably would not recommend it uh get a job i would say it's probably not the, the best um just because it's kind of broad but it's basically human interaction, you know, and if you're interested in going into HR or working in some kind of organizational, uh, like in a big business and an organizational capacity, uh, it can be really, really good for that. Uh, you're going to learn stuff like what is nonverbal communication? Well, you know, you're going to learn like very basic level stuff, but yeah, it doesn't look impressive on a resume. I can't wait to, I was I can't wait to get that next review we read. That's like as a communications (laughs) master's student, there's many jobs like talking to people, podcast host and bartender. (laughs) Well, that's why I just was saying to her. And it's like that moment where you also are like feeling, I like took a, uh, 
a vulnerable step of being like an adult giving advice to a young impressionable person. And I was like, well, communication, I was like, I think if I went back to college, I would do something like communications because I was like, because it is interesting. And there's all these things. She's like, well, what she didn't literally say like, what is that? But she kind of was like, well, what, what, yeah. What does that like, mean? Go on. And I was like, well, it's all kinds of, communication i was like like interpersonal communication <laughs> international communication yeah i, was like, I don't know but social I, but communication I, yes i was able to expand and be like well it, it goes all the ways that we communicate you know like you said nonverbal branding media all right. of these things yeah. but it's all about i took that, like it, classes in conflict and you know it's yeah. like you would i feel like it's if you if you are love communication and I mean, if you like podcasts, you probably do. But if you, I feel like it's like English majors. Like you're just gonna have to get creative with that degree after the fact and apply it as you may. I I think people confuse communication with talking, or like, Mm. do you like speaking publicly or something like that? And I think that going speaking to this misunderstanding or writing off of the third house, where it's like communication doesn't mean you're like a good orator or something yeah. you're communicating all the time and no matter what sign is in your third house you are communicating it's a it's about how you uh like interact with things that just happen to you because that is um mm. like the, the when when communication skills are put to, put to the test i think is when you are not prepared or when you are there, like that's when you see what your kind of baseline of things are because it's different to me. That would be, it is that like ninth house, ninth house, third house thing of like third house being, this is how you talk to like who your grocery store clerk ninth house is like, I'm going, I'm applying to school and I'm going to speak in a way that's like, elevate i'm i'm putting my my brain foot forward as opposed to like this is how i talk Mm -hmm. regular it's like in spanish you'll use two for the you know casual people usted for the old people third house (laughs) is big two energy (laughs) i have i have a oh sorry (laughs) go i was gonna say i have a prompt or a question third house related um so I was reading some things about more of like how this is our communication style or like, you know, this, this arena of life that is communicating or thinking even like our mind, like this can be like our mind, which is cool. So I, my question was, do you think you look at problems like solving a problem as like a same leaning into the kind of qualities that your third house ruler is? So this is actually what I was just kind of going to talk about anyway. So this kind of works. But mine is um, (laughs) cancer is the cusp of my third. And I, while I don't necessarily feel that I'm like a nurturing style of communication, I I can be like a bit of a yes man, but I, I consider it a bit more enabling than like trying to help all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things like I did for a lot of my performance classes in college and a lot of like the communication study stuff was like about my mom and being a small business owner and stuff like literally about my mom. Um, and I think you. that, um, because like, I, my mom is, has always been like such a big part of my life. And I think that 
I look to nurturing as just like more emulating her mm-hmm. instead of like, oh, fi- like how did she nurture me and nurturing someone else, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like even did presentations like about her, <laughs> like weird like stuff about like. Oh. Yeah. Also, I think cancers can definitely be enablers, by the way. Like, oh, for sure. For like, sure. they're nurturers and enablers Absolutely. all in one. Well, in traditional astrology, this is one of the things that I have, like, pulled up. And I think it's maybe what, like, lit me up on being like, oh, hell yeah, third house. Um, in traditional astrology, the moon is actually like exalted in the third house. It finds its joy in the third house. Mm-hmm. And um, on the astrology podcast, one of the things that someone brought up was um, the moon, the third house being a cadent house. So it's mutable, it's moving, and the moon is always changing and moving. And so that idea of like, adapting to what the situation calls for and nurturing in terms of to me I think sometimes we can label something enabling but being a yes man is sometimes the kind of nurturing that a situation calls for and I think having knowing you and interacting with you when there are problems at hand or when someone comes to you with uh oh this is what I'm going through I think that you are a very um like what does this situation kind of call for thing of like how can I be nurturing not in a like blowing smoke up your ass not in an air sign kind of like uh lip service way but in a real like oh well you should try this kind of thing oh I think you're really good at that like gassing people up in a way that I think that is like such a mom it is a mom kind of way of like oh well honey you're so good at this thing you should try this like highlighting strengths and not so sorry to like slander air signs low key uh but but that idea of like uh the problem solving it depends on what the fucking problem is that's the Mm best the best kind of problem solving is solving it for what what is the task at hand yeah Mm -hmm. and i think i'm i don't i'm not gonna say by any means that i'm like an enabler of of like shitty behavior i I think i've grown out of that a lot but, um, yeah, I do think I, I, like, mimic my mom in a lot of ways. And even sometimes when I'm – well, I think it happens when we talk anyway. I, I'm a natural mimic to someone. I'll pick up their pace or tone or cadence. Like, all my friends from college make fun of me because when we we communicate on Marco Polo, which is so different from what we're doing right now because you're individually recording videos for each other – and they're like, you talk so slow. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not copying anyone. Like, I'm not like, that's just, I'm very like grounded and like just here at my house. And um, I think that, what was I going to say about enabling? I don't remember where I was well, going Well, that's interesting that. too, if it's like cancer, that's looking at the moon, then looking at your moon sign, like to have that be um, a more like naturally maybe empathetic place naturally even if it's like going totally against maybe your Taurus thing because I don't think Taurians are na- I don't I wouldn't describe a Taurus as naturally empathetic I just I think it's more like what is your issue mm-hmm. okay now I will decide if I am empathetic towards you or not where I think mm-hmm. cancer is just more it's going to default to that even if it's like empathetic against like sometimes with cancer stuff I feel like it's empathetic against one's will it's like I'm actually judging you but I don't know why I'm see the humanity Uh, well because it's like figuring out what the so like i think it's 
it's not even the problem. It's like, oh, the problem is how you feel about the problem. So how do we get you to feel the right way so you can solve the problem yourself? And that to me is a very mom kind of energy where it's like, let's get you in an emotional state where you need to do the thing. And that to go into my third house, Sagittarius, I think the for me, I also feel like a very yes person in a problem solving thing, which sometimes I judge myself of like being too like enabley or whatever. But I also think it's like the way that I think is like, I'm trying to find the thing that works and the thing that's positive and finding like the way to make, let's, let's figure out the way that this can work. If you want me to, if you want me to break it down, that's a different thing, which is I was like, it's confusing because my Mercury is in Scorpio, which is very like nitpicky and editorial. But I have this third house stellium, which I'm like, I will find the good in anything. I will find a way to make your idea work. I'll find a way to make your like get your get on your side, whatever it is. I love finding figuring out why this does work. So if you want me to find out why this doesn't work, you have to ask me specifically tell me why this doesn't work because uh, that feels like a very separate track in my brain whoa well so i was that's very i like the sagittarian optimism that we all hear and know and love i think too with sagittarius i was thinking about this in an actual fire sense the other day and i was like you're gonna need that and here we are um but like Fire tries to catch fire, you know, like Mm -hmm. if you have two matches and you kind of put, they try to like catch each other, you know? Yes. And with, especially like with comedy and stuff, because I know you've given me tags on jokes. You've like helped me like we riff on stage stuff. Like, I think you're one of those people that can push further where I, I struggle to like be, all right, concise and done. And one of the, and that's why we see so many funny Sagittarius people, because they will say, not only this is funny what happened, but what if it happened this way? And what if it happened the next time this way? And this and this and this until the end of time. And it's like a very unique talent to be able to like grow and catch fire in that way. Mm-hmm. It's like no, not- that's totally right. Because it is, it's, it is fire. And I forget that where it's like, oh yeah, like this is, this is lit already. So this flame has to go somewhere. If you want me to put it out, I'll put it out. But you have to say, like, we don't – there's nothing else to light. Mm. Like, <laughs> Well, it's almost like punching up. Like, the sages will naturally go, like, what if we put a third bangle on this wrist? You know, like, it's it's not afraid to maybe go maximalist with a concept or an idea, which um, which isn't every sign's natural route to go. It's like, here's the answer. It's like, here's the answer, and here's an alternative answer. And if we put this on top of that answer, it could also become this, which is just – it's just more avenues to explore – looking at a problem in such a different way. It's interesting to think too, this cancer taking maybe a traditional or like a learned way or a learned approach where this fiery, this fiery realm is just kind of experiencing and seeing what sticks and like put putting out the sounding board. Or it's even like, is this even a problem? Because it, <laughs> it, for, for me at least where I'm like, that's not a problem. We're mm-hmm. in the third, we're fire in the third house. We can fucking go like mm-hmm. I could turn I could turn this into not a problem at all. I could tell you why this actually you did this on purpose and you wanted it to go this way. <laughs> and this is actually the best case scenario. And who cares if that you lost money, whatever. That's you gotta spend money to make money. Well, all of, all of these kinds of things 
that what but i love this prompt the, the sad you, <laughs> i was gonna say the sad, like third, <laughs> the sad third, third house is like the butterfly effect of like it ain't a problem baby let's keep going <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> give me another hit oh i think problems it, never heard of them i think it's like the opposite i feel like it is like there's a huge problem here now let's let's put in order which problem to do first and I think it is really, and my mom's a Virgo too. So I think we problem solve in the exact same way. I'll never forget, like, when I first got out of a long relationship, I flew home. I had to move out. I had to do all that shit. And she's like looking at blueprints, drinking coffee, like has her little glasses on, has a calculator and all that compass and shit. Cause she's doing like old school blueprints. And I'm like, I have to move out and my job's far and I don't have a car now because we had to split the car and this. And then she just like puts down her glass. She's like, how much money do you have in your savings? Where's the? Do you have a friend you can move in with? What's the order of priority? When do you have to be out of here? Can you stay at your job two months longer? Can you get a higher position there? Maybe that can make up for money and that will then, then you don't have to work and then you can take time decorating your part. It was like, let's p- literally put this in descending order from most pressing and time sensitive to like, we'll get there later, which has been so helpful in someone that has like uh today to-do list and weekly to-do like I have things in ascending descending order and that just like helps me get around and also if I think of it as like a mercury ruler going to my Gemini mercury this whole it's like so much talking it out but I'm glad it's Virgo ruled I mean you know god bless a Gemini ruled third house but I think it is going to be a little more precise than that Gemini, which might lean more sad and be a little more explorative with how we would problem solve or trying a few different things or, oh, well, this worked this one time, but I'm not going to do it again the same time. Where I think a Virgo knows, oh, no, it worked that time. So I'm going to keep doing it this time until my problem solving properties fail me. Then I will adjust. But I'm not going to like try a new solution to an old problem. Why the? That's so risky. Jeez. Like, I know they're mutable, but Virgos are, it's that earth that's going to be like, I will take the risk when it is called for not for the sake of risk taking well i think that i wrote this on our facebook group but i do think virgos are the funniest i think that um you definitely have to listen to what they're saying like you really have to listen and you can't like let stuff pass by and i think you're very funny like you're just you're always like making me laugh and so i think that like some of that stuff and especially because you have that gemini mercury too so it's like it can be fast, but if you can keep up, like, you can really, really get a laugh, like, a good laugh out of Stevie, like, because, I mean, I'll get a good laugh, like, I, I, I get a good laugh out of comedy terms, but, like, I get a good yeah, laugh like, I'll get a everybody. good kick out of it, because it's just, like, I didn't know you had that attention to detail, but also so quick, you know what I mean, where it's, like, that thing where it's, like, oh, that funny thing just, like, snuck in there, I just, I love that Virgo sense of humor, but it is one where it's, like, if you are texting, while they're saying something, you're going to miss the joke. And it's going to be the funniest joke and everyone around you is going to be laughing. I do. Now thinking of this, because I don't think this is a necessarily Gemini trait, but I do think it's a mercurial trait and a Virgo specific trait is like the references and pop culture and that database of information of, of thing of like cracking a, you know, a Queen Elizabeth joke. Like it's always like the weirdest database of of jokes to be supplied so i think that is where virgos have a leg up and also they i think they usually come in a more like prissy package (laughs) than what you then you expect like this like 
then an insane person starts talking and you're like, oh, interesting, interesting. I mean, really, the cleaning stereotypes of Virgos have been such a disservice to the Virgo culture. I don't know who came well, up with that but shit. It's, but it, I don't I, know. They do I like to just clean, was in the say. Virgo's office and I saw the, the whiteboard and I'm like, eh, I guess that some of those stereotypes I think are pretty true. I think they just know how much they have to do it's not mm-hmm. about like yeah. cleaning or whatever it's just like they have a kind of overarching view of stuff where I'm like oh you're so good at like seeing it all where I would be like oh fuck I totally forgot that that we had a bathroom to clean or whatever mm-hmm. you know I think it's just so much about like the reality of it where it's like there all of these other signs can like make up we can make up things about like oh that's not important who don't clean the bathroom live your life go to the thing and virgo's like no this is like the world that we live in this is the body that we have um this is because it's the digestive system and it's like yeah you could eat that thing if you want and you can tell yourself whatever you want when you're eating that thing you know makes you sick but you're gonna be sick Mm -hmm. and I know that I get sick so I don't eat the things it's not that the things aren't delicious and that you don't eat them sometimes it's just this like such absolute uh not devotion but it's like just presence of this is this is the fucking reality Mm. This is the world. And like things, if things are dirty, they're going to, they're they're going to make you feel bad. I mean, they're going to make you feel really good. And I will eat a whole bag and I will have a horrible stomach ache. Yeah. And we can, and that's fine. You can do whatever you want, but it's the, I think that's why Virgos also are the funniest because they do just say they are the most like literal embodiment of it's funny because it's true because they do know all those details because they like, pay attention but also they just say the not i don't mean this in like a shitty way and they say the simplest thing because it's the because it's the funniest thing Mm -hmm. and other people try to blow other things out and be like oh you have to you have to dress it up you have to do a thing but no you just have to say the funniest thing Mm -hmm. well and virgos too when they do want to have a good time. I know I've said this about Virgos when they decide it is a fun night and that they are going to go raging on Jägermeister and Hot Cheetos. It's like, I've done my shit for the week. This Now I'm going to yes. go full throttle. And that I feel like that was so me, I guess, go like at least like in prime time, like college druggy days or even like now, like if I'm going to go hard, I'm, I there's no like soft for me like it's just full throttle or you get nothing and I'm trying to find more of a uh, of a middle sometimes but I think that's a Virgo decision it's like a flip and it is very more it's more conscious than like oops I just happened to like party with everyone's like no I I can be hungover tomorrow so I'm gonna I'm gonna take advantage of this well because then you also are being honest about being hungover and you're like yeah my head's gonna hurt i know and i'm not gonna like complain and be surprised and act like that's That's i planned i set up my teeth my dvrs recorded i'm now i'm old wait that just reminded me that that i just did the most virgo third house roller thing this week where i'm like okay i get my period thursday so pablo we can either go to the beach monday or wednesday what's better for what's better for you because I just want to get one beach in uh, before the month ends and before my period begins. Like it's just, yeah. and it's and it's just clearing the schedule. Like I can, I want it to be. I don't want to rush. I don't want to rush home. I want to like bring sand. Like I want to, if we're doing leisure, like let's commit to the leisure. The in and out, like I can't. It's not as easy or accessible for me. Which maybe some people might be like, no, a Virgo would be good at quick 
in and out. No, but not this Taurus Venus Virgo third house person. I think they the want best. The best laughs too are those ones from the gut. It's all that gut stuff. That Virgo. Can we? Do we all think? That Virgo might be the best sign. I think this it year depends for sure. On who you're I mean, it depends on who we're. Though. I know, because I, I, I am thinking of two specific people, and it's like, you. I wouldn't trade one of them. One yeah. of them, I don't know, but I mean, we got to remember. I don't want to say the best. I take no. I each year there's walk a, that back. Each year but, there's a king sign. Let, let's be. Last year was Sagittarius for me. This year, I, mean, I think Virgo. I mean, I go. I am. I'm also not having as many good times to like compare and control there's just a year you know where you just start meeting tons of one sign or it's like it's starting to click off i'm just feeling virgo right now they've virgos are cool i love virgos. all the gemini's are so mad right now the third house episode and they're like, like just like is it the other mercury signs too. the best and i i'm actually <laughs> really come around on gemini's except for one <laughs> there's always there's always one and there is always one but Let's let's stat it real yeah. quick before we get into placements and all of that. So if if you haven't guessed from our discussions, the third house, uh, real quickly, this is a cadent house, um, meaning the in-betweener. Um, some of their classic significations are siblings, uh, early, early education, like Stevie mentioned, something that is not chosen. Uh, we can go back and forth about whether we're whether we're limiting this to just primary school, just elementary, I think, I think high school down is third house domain. Uh, but well, we can discuss it. Um, siblings, your neighborhood, short distance travel. Um, and of course, communication, us yammering on running our, running our mouths. Um, as as we also mentioned too, this is where the not is Mercury ruled Gemini associated, um, but in a traditional sense, this is where the moon finds its joy. Um, I really like this house of the goddess again, third house stellium. My narcissism is showing, um, but I do I like this because I think that some of this, some of the other significations are kind of. Um, I don't know what the right word is for it, but I like they're I like, like this. boring school yes. and, and I, neighbors. <laughs> yes, I really like this idea of, um, and they brought this up on the astrology podcast too of the in in um, contrast to the ninth house being like religion and temples and things like that. The third house, if this is where the moon finds its joy, this is our moon our monthly moon rituals our everyday things that we're doing are are bringing the sacred to the the mundane because you can't always live in a temple but you have to bring the temple kind of home to you wherever you are and it also made me think about how much i love like i love religious iconography and i try my best to not do it in any kind of appropriative way. And I don't, so it's not, it's uh, respectful, but I do, I do think that the everyday is like where you, who cares about, who cares about when you like go to the church? I know that churches are important and all that too, but it's like, it's, it's, the, it's uh, Monday through Saturday that matters. You can't go Sunday and 
and uh, get rid of the rest of the week. The week exists. So I like this idea of this being the goddess house in terms of let's find let's find our rituals and our things that matter. And speaking of your watching the hills and all this too, these <laughs> ideas of like what a ritual. Things, but it but it is because the third house oh, is, it is it is ritual. It's routine and it's finding how we like podcasting I think especially is this thing where it's like it is a small scale a weekly it's very third house of like you connect with these people on a small it's uh and like routine basis Mm -hmm. and so that's also where we get kind of friendship associations in the third house too not as much as the 11th which would be like groups but it is that thing of like we see each other at workout class everything these like Again, friendships of convenience or friendships of circumstance maybe is a better way of saying it, where it's like we develop these relationships because we know that the same things are important to us Mm -hmm. because we do them every day. We do them every week. We do the thing. And that is how we we communicate without communicating and we connect without trying to. You know what? Like the seventh house relationships and the eleventh house relationships can kind of become the third house relationships because the third house is so much more like like it's like people you could like if you had to take a shit in front of them like you could maybe do it well maybe not your workout class partners but like it's maybe you could hey actually there's some girls i used to regularly see in my pilates i was like girl cover me i gotta well, take a jump te- on this that's performer. what i mean it's the test of like would you be willing to can you stand in front of me because we go to plot is that enough of a thing for you to <laughs> feel like you owe me a shield mm-hmm. or is, you don't know this is this is the line that i think so i i'm sure we are all three familiar with ucb improv and oh, i don't know if the listener base really is But I think like one of the things they teach, which is one of the reasons I didn't really like improv, but they like really rail against casual transactional interactions in scenes Mm. where so like you wouldn't want to start a scene by being like, I'm buying cigarettes at the gas station and you're the gas station attendant. Like you wouldn't really want to do that because there isn't much of a place for that to go. like comedically speaking um obviously this has nothing to do with real life because it's improv um but uh, <laughs> that there is um some there are really funny improvisers and really funny people at UCB that will take that and like especially like you know when you're first starting and you're like with a you're like acting against a coach or something and you'll like accidentally be that like oh I'm at the gas station buying cigarettes and they'll be like and you come here every week and I know you and blah, blah, blah. And it's just that kind of evolution of the the relationship you can have with someone who literally is like, I know the gas station attendant by my house because I walk there sometimes and like I he knows I like Diet Coke and like he knows I like my boyfriend buys late night ice cream. And, you know, it's like you you kind of know, like I know regular people at work, too. It's that's a different relationship. And I think that this third house is a very interesting line of like. Where does that, like, casual thing turn into friendship? Where does that transactional thing turn into, like, why does one of my regulars have my phone number and text me, like, what am I going to be working? You know, where is the line of that? And I think that this is, uh, the sign is, like, a good exploration of how you do that. Mm. Well, and then we go into, it transitions from our possessions, our things, our whatever, into our, like, foundation, our family, our 
our truest into, I mean, not, not to say that we don't have fractured and complicated family relationships, but it is like, what's, would you, would you invite your, uh, regular into your home, into your thing? Would you give them money? There's a difference in this, in this swing area where you can give someone your phone number, but you wouldn't lend them money or like give them your address or something like you can follow me here, but you also aren't invited to my wedding or the like, yeah. Well now, well now that's making me think too, could seventh and 11th people turn into third? Because now third seems like, like close, but also Mm -hmm. like, like I've like my brother, like I don't think ever had been to my apartment. Do you know what I mean? Like we grew up together and we're close, but like there is that like, there's a slight, well, there's a different, that's where it is. So very quick tangent, something that I hadn't <laughs> thought about that they brought up on the astrology podcast of why these one, why the houses like go together or why they represent certain things. For example, the third house is associated with friendship because it can sextile the first house along with the 11th house in terms of being like amicable relationships with the individual Uh, as opposed to other things. The seventh house is oppositional to the first house. And that's why it's our like one-to-one. It's not friendship. It's there are stakes. There are things, there are conflicts inherent in that. mm -hmm. Whereas third and 11th, that's fun. That's, that's nice. It's lower, lower stakes, I guess. Yeah. And I think that's why there's those differences of like someone who comes to your house, that doesn't necessarily mean they are a partner or a very close friend, but it is a routine familiarity. And it is up to us to decide which ones are more important. Does that mean that you know someone or does it not? And those are those like questions that we ask later on or like, what, what are the things? Yeah. I was gonna say that makes sense too because think if something changes in your third or eleventh house situation, it's like a way more chiller adjustment than like contracts and weddings and like all that seventh house. Like it's a little more like emotionally. Uh, there, there's just like more conversation to have versus like I don't know. I don't talk to that friend or I used to go to this group meeting, but I don't anymore. Like it's will just you more understand transient. exactly why you don't see those people anymore? I'm again as a super third house person. I have a lot of friends that I've been friends with for a long, long, long time, but I don't. They are not my current like person yeah. that I see all of the mm, time, like the roto. But you don't think... break up with them. You just are like, oh well, we yeah. don't, we don't, we're not on dance team anymore. We can't. <laughs> We can't have that same relationship because our circumstances are different. I think with relationships too, I mean, the relationships evolve. When we're talking about natal charts, you know, it's a little bit more stagnant. But I think, you know, someone, a seventh house person, you know, they, they can become your partner. They, they can become your, you know, uh, a parent to your children. And then a parent to your children, it may become more of, the fourth house kind of family Mm -hmm. unit thing. And then, you know, you can go through divorce and that person can still kind of be in your family, but maybe they're more like a third house, like a friend or, or Mm -hmm. 11th house, kind of a, you know, a different kind of relationship. So I think those things can, can definitely change as we grow and as relationships Mm -hmm. change. Um, And I think that the third house is kind of a natural place for acquaintances, friends, siblings i mean your siblings never gonna really end up in the seventh you know what i mean it's kind Mm -hmm. of the seventh i think can end up feeling like a brother but i don't think that the brother can end up feeling Mm -hmm. like the husband or whatever i'm talking as my heteronormative 
And I have no, said but brother that's... instead of boyfriend on stage a few times, so let's <laughs> make sure that I'm saying it correctly. No, I think that's perfect. Unless said. you're a brother fucker, it ain't going to house <laughs> house number house number seven. This also just reminds me of when I moved after living in an apartment for a few years, and I went to say goodbye to my liquor store guy, and he was like, "Whatever, bye." <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. Where it's like to some people, for me as a third house stellium, those things are to me sometimes much more intimate and connective and and real than someone who is a a. A family member mm-hmm. or a thing where it's like you can know people in ways it's just about deciding like what it might not mean that same thing to everyone and it's not the totality of experience because again it is that swing mm-hmm. that swing area so it is reminding yourself like would you give them money would you <laughs> ask for money or would you are they like are they in your home do they know your family like those are the I think like distinctions to have in those things but also Sometimes you can have more intimate. I love stranger third house interactions that sometimes you can be more vulnerable and intimate with someone in a casual exchange than you could be with someone you've known for fucking 30 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, no, this is just, it's interesting to think because, yeah, like a dance team person or a coworker, you have such different relationships. Like, there's some things I tell my coworkers that I don't tell friends you know like we're because they're so because they're Mm -hmm. almost so removed from my regular personal life that i can get more like a gauge of like real opinion in some way or like or almost like a therapist like an unbiased like you don't know this good friend so let me tell you the shitty story about them and hear hear your opinion or whatever that is Mm -hmm. all right should we go through some planets and things in the third so all right let's start with the sun Oh, soul. It's Leo season right now. Sun's out, buns out. Sun's at the drive-in, at the drive-in. <laughs> Sun's uh, out, movie's out. <laughs> um, you so, guys, yeah. at the drive-in, the band should come back. I know. It's like a perfect time for them. <laughs> I could see, I bet that's like, would be like at in a commercial. the drive-in. At the drive-in. At that's where they're the performing day. and this is our ge- this is they- our generations who's on first <laughs> this <Okay>. is- <laughs> they're from my hometown or else i would really know. also Love. what sucks is peewee has an amazing scene set at the drive-in there's a drive-in uh, fucking scene it's like a perfect wow. drive-in movie and they squandered it anyways that virgo <laughs> just jumped out just me like you <laughs> ruined it you wasted all this all this staff all this, all these people coming on their cars for this good time that you just didn't deliver on, and maybe people had fun. And I could be a raging bitch. I think you're. I think you're. Anyone had fun? Yeah, I was like, I think you're <laughs> okay. spot on. Well, I was looking at like influencer moms. So like fun. influencer moms would post their kid like baby's first drive in, and they would show their kid dancing to tequila during the scene or whatever. And then I go in the comments because I'm like, there's no way this mom and child had fun. I didn't have fun. Mm-hmm. No one's had fun. And the comments were like, oh, cool. Where'd you see that? Was it fun? And everyone it was really hot. (laughs) And I was like, that's They got the shot, but it was too damn hot. Yeah. (laughs) So sun people, sun third house people. So, I mean, I think a lesson across the board, there's going to be a lot of connection, wanting wanting to connect with people, wanting to communicate, send your message, whatever that might be. But I think for the sun, especially when we're, on this identity quest of our science sign, I think that's almost going to be constant for a third house person. Cause there's always 
information, always learning, always growing that can be done. So I feel like this might feel like (laughs) an endless journey in some ways uh, and not on like a negative way. I think that's fun. But if it feels like this is too much, how does one grow into their best selves? It's like, well, it is never ending, really, if you think about it. It doesn't have that Virgo maybe finality of like, and that's done or, or Capricorn even like this is done. It's like, and again, all these are totally contingent to on what sign and your aspects and all that kind of stuff but let's in general terms I think this could be a constant search of that identity of who who like truly like this is almost like I know the moon's comfy here but this is almost like some real sudden shit of like who am I and what is what am I putting out I guess even on this not in 10th house way but in this smaller scale of who I am from day-to-day life yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. The book also says a right place, right time person. Oh, interesting. I, it seems, again, these third house placements, there's just so much to, like, consider. Because when you think of it as, like, like Susan Miller was saying, it's, like, um, how we're perceiving information, even. Which is, like, I know we just talked about, like, the people, but also the stuff, the the things that are coming into our brain. It's so much stuff. So the moon... Like Julia said in classic astrology, it's it's happy there. There's joy there, which it makes sense because it's you can actually express your feelings or or have that feeling of comfortability that the moon should be in a place where you can express, maybe talk to your siblings, talk to people on the dancing, say something. I also think this would be a really good moon house placement for like skill sharing as form of uh, like emotional sharing. Like I really just like saw the scene in ghost with the clay pedestal of like teaching someone. Cause I think moon too, it's not always verbal with the moon in general. So I think there is going to be this communication that is a mixture of this verbal and expressing in a more artistic sort of way. Ooh, can I give you an example of a third house moon? Oh, of course. From This is from the only uh, only way to learn astrology. Their keyword for the moon in the third house is expressive. And they say uh, singer Elvis Presley. Ah. And one of the things that they say is like dramatic and expressive, but also like retrospective. Mm-hmm. And that those things of of moon qualities of nostalgia and like, pinging on certain things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah I could see that wanting to this if you're like moon I feel like does naturally need lean towards nostalgia so like this third house of like your friends growing up in school and like it's so close to that fourth house too that it's they're sharing some similar values there well bringing you back to like a, a moment a vibe a feeling but in a not in a way that like debilitates you and brings you to the memory it brings you to like the idea of the memory mm-hmm. I wonder too like say if for example you had a cancer moon which we would naturally be like oh that's a very like feel I'm a feeling feelings moon and I think depending on what house is I feel like if it's in the third house it would I would imagine it would be hard to not process things maybe out loud or in a way that other people know about it versus more internal and again for all these third house planets if you're like wow that's me and I don't do that Again, our charts says sometimes asking us to do these sorts of things. So if you have been maybe bottling up that cancer moon and you're a third house cancer moon, find a close person you trust or at least a coworker that you know won't relay your fucking, you know, dirty dirty secrets and let it let it flow. Um the Astrology for Dummies book also says that they're good listeners 
and have good memories for what they hear. So mm. I think that's interesting mm-hmm. with Elvis because obviously he used other people's yes. songs. <laughs> so like having a knack for like hearing that thing that could be very popular and then like remembering how it goes mm. and how to do it. Oh, I thought you were going to say because he's. The... <laughs> I thought you were going to say because he stole black culture, and I was going to be like, that's "Oh, like, that's kind of well, what for I was sure. trying to say nicely." <laughs> but that's what <laughs> but, I mean. But he did is... do a lot of covers too. Like, there's tons of covers. Well, so yeah. but so did everybody at that time. But there is something specific, and this is maybe slightly sinister. But it is like being able to capture the things from it. It is like a very culturally appropriative, uh, like. In Elvis' example, yeah. Yes, in Elvis' example, where, I mean, it's, like, picking the things that work and translating them into a way, like, because a bunch of people did covers, but his are so, and so associated with, like, Americana Mm -hmm. for a specific reason, like. Mm -hmm. And just listen to the um, Malcolm Gladwell Gladwell. about Taco Bell, about how. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to give away the ending, so. Just listen to Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, listen to that one. Virgo because again. <laughs> there are ways to appropriate things that aren't offensive to other cultures and that yes. aren't um, stealing. And he uses Taco Bell as an example. Like, you know, they've created, it's not Mexican food. It's Taco Bell. It's, it's Taco Bell. It's its yes. own thing. So if you can maybe do that instead of saying authentico cantina Taco Bell. Right. Yes. Or even now that the Trader so Joe's <laughs> Trader, like I know they're getting rid of all the Trader Ming Trader Jose, Jose which was always yeah. like, yeah, why is this like on? What was the what was the point besides? Well, I know what your point was, but why? My, my friend and I actually made a video about that a long time ago, and we never posted it. I have it, but I don't Whoa. think I'll post it. Yet. But we went into the store and like asked the employees about it because we were like, what's the deal? Like, who's Trader Yosef? And like, what's the? I think Yosef is like the bakery one. But, like, what's the deal with Trader Jose or whatever? And they're like, it's just for fun. They they were getting so mad. And th- we kept asking questions, and they kicked us out. See, this That's is the so communication funny. major. Very third house. Right <laughs> uh, Mercury. I mean, how can you maybe not have one million interests and ideas? And I'm assuming if you're air or fire Mercury as well, I'm sure it's extra, extra nonstop. Um some things I was reading too can kind of just echo that idea of like having all these ideas constantly being in that mind cerebral space could maybe feel like it's not like you're not focused or like it's like hard to focus um which is like like okay like if you're earthy I'm sure it's easy to beat yourself up over that but I think I think this is a that's like a skill I I guess like I know for like for me I can relate to like not like my Taurus wants to stick to things and do things, but like my Gemini, Mercury and Jupiter is like, just kidding. I cannot, I must go where the wind and where a internet tab takes me. So I think that's okay, but either like maybe don't beat yourself up over it or find ways that it works for you. But uh, just know that that's not like, it's like, I feel like there has to be th- Mercury third house. People are like, I feel seen right now because there's, I just can't imagine how it's not there and you're not, constantly in everything the book recommends that you find a profession a profession that keeps you on the move yeah Ooh. okay this is like mm-hmm. this is big freelancer energy that or like not having like 
new engaging tasks that's not like I can't imagine monotony would be good journalists Mm -hmm. something fresh another one yes agree with that also um I think if there are any aspects that are challenging in this this is something that the only way to learn astrology brings up is like you are easily uh like mentally frazzled and that Mm. is something to kind of like keep on uh keep a handle on because that is like where your like strengths lie or whatever so so keeping keeping that kind of channel clear i think is is important if there's like or not clear, but you know, you know what I mean. Well, I think like, it can be easy to get yourself worked up over being like, yes. "I'm so frazzled." It's like, well, day, it's all right. Day to day things can be very overwhelming. So figuring out this, I feel like this is something we talk about in chart readings a lot, which is like, get rid of the day to day stuff so you can be free to exactly what you're doing. So you can know that that stuff's handled. So you can follow whatever internet t- tab you want to go down because you're going to have fun. Like that's where you shine and have fun there. So get, so take care of the kind of monotonous, boring sort of thing. You really let loose because mm-hmm. your mind wants to. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm assuming too, like giving yourself that time to explore your thoughts rather than like rushing from task to task. Like you're going to have to carve out that time to even like explore yourself. I'm sure like, I know meditating can be, you might be like, what? But I don't know. Meditating is so different for everybody. Like it doesn't, some people go into the zone and some people like do spend it for a time to like put their thoughts in different folders or whatever. Anywho, Venus people in the third house. I think this is going to be someone that is capable of having a lot of intimate connections with so many different people from like close friends, to old friends, the coworkers. It's, it's not as, I think Venus maybe in other houses might be a little more, defined but this third house feels so generous and it feels so like open to having this community that it wants to be like doing those venusy things with like old 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 friends and the and those new news and i think too like having obviously i think for anyone in the third house it's going to be attracted to people that are funny and communicate communicative and you know and everyone's like date a funny person but it's like this this is like yeah no for real like it's not just going to be surface level things the book also mentions um travel for pleasure mm-hmm. uh charming and uh beware over compromising oh and yeah well a Oops. lot of people Oops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oops, mommy. Oops, Venus, Venus in the third. No big deal. Dance um, dance team babies come through. A lot of, <laughs> come yeah, get your love. <laughs> <laughs> come and get your love. Uh Marge. So I can't remember where I saw this because I was just clicking through a few things. But I saw some things say to that it might be easier to be get mad at people who are close to you. And to, like, maybe take it out on people in those closer circles rather than, like, outward, you know, bigger, bigger concepty things. And now I'm wondering, too, after reading that Mars thing, if that's, like, maybe even similar to Venus of, like, maybe falling in love with friends or people in a close circle. Because I was thinking about this after reading this Mars thing because I have this 11th house Venus and I've truly only dated mainly randoms from the internet. I've, like, dated, like, a friend Mm. where I think a lot of people – would usually date someone 
you know or know through somebody. Um, I'm a serial so, falling in love with friends. Whoa. On on sometimes to a bad Julia, like, in a stop bad texting way. my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly to my detriment in a way, but I think that that fits with this thing because the word the keyword that the only way to use astrology learn astrology uses is for Mars Mars in the third is impatient, which I think for sure fits with that mm. Venus description because it is like, Quick. well, they're here. Yeah, they're, they're here. here. Okay. Who else would I, what would I go out and find someone? This person is here. So that's what I mean where I'm like, mine has been problematic because I have turned people into people that they are not because of proximity. Oh, shit. Whoa. I was actually going to say something and everyone's going to hate it, but I was going to say, I wonder if they're also impatient and like can get mad fast at like a mask Karen Oh, like oh. at like people who are yes. just, just I bet there. So. I bet yes. and like not that um, everyone who has it will, but I bet some Karens do have Mars also at work. This woman like flipped out at me because I asked her to take her mask off or to put it on. <laughs> I asked her to take it off. Oh, I asked her to put it on, and then she like started, and I. Oh no. I was like, this is going to be a Karen video. I'm like, I don't know what to do. You're like, hey, hang on, ma'am. Actually, can I get my phone out real quick? <laughs> You're like, is my eye makeup okay? It's all you can see on my Because we're going know, live. She actually just, she actually was like, I'm so sorry. She's like, I'm just really hungry and I need to eat something. And that's why I'm here. And oh, I, I, I snapped at you. And, you know, I'm sorry. I'm going to put my mask on and sit down. And I was like, damn because I was kind of like yeah I understand where you're coming from but like we just I just have to do my job or whatever and I think that that can be a specific brand of that too where it's like that if me I when I get hungry I get angry too oh, I get yeah. mad I get so like I well, get it's it. that I think it's like the delay I think it makes sense again like people that are closest to you because it is a delay a hiccup a moving of the routine of the and a feeling of oh this is just happening to me because it's those third house things where it it is easy to if you aren't thinking of it in a bigger context to be like this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me like because you Mm. forgot that something even worse happened this like it it is just so front of your mind that if you let yourself be moved and if you are motivated by that martian like then for sure those things are going to piss you off because it's those are the things that you are like driven to complete and do and and take care of. So like, that makes that totally like makes gold sense. Goldfish brain kind of like oh I'm like literally right now this is in front of me I'm mad this isn't here I'm this. So I think for Mars third house people they probably will get a lot of energy from expressing themselves, getting to the other their community, like feeling that release. And I think too, you know, we mentioned short trips. I think if you're being cooped up or if you're if even pandemic or not, I think a third house people need to just go p- pop out and come back and then remember like where you're at. It's like that check in. So that can apply and for it, all. The book says quick thinkers and emergencies. So maybe you're standing in front Ooh. of the mask, Karen. Ooh, mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, Jupiter. So I think and Jupiter is interesting in the third house to me because I feel like that my instinct is like that would be someone who's this is like a, a relatively small bubble right but jupiter makes shit bigger so i feel like this could be someone that maybe like wants to include the smallness but make it go beyond and also even maybe someone that 
really craves like those more heady conversations. I, I was thinking like it seems like a very like good philosopher or therapist kind of position just because there's no conversation that's too small. And while like I think Mercury that we talked about before in the third is like maybe more quick and fast and taking in the information and like that problem solving like you mentioned with Mars. I think Jupiter does that in such a it's like Mars and Mercury are almost like Jupiter's baby to me in some and even Venus too. Like it all is like this concoction of Jupiter that's like I'm everything and now I'm here to like blow everyone in my all these townies minds because I like I'm this bit like I'm thinking I'm here in the town but I'm thinking outside of the town but I'll bring the town with me it's also travel people um people that write about travel and Ooh. people that are interested in social trends and causes though the key word from this one and it's all I'll say is optimistic Oh. Yeah. I think that's I think that says it all because it is I think that encompasses everything that was mm-hmm. uh brought up where it's like yeah just a big uh positive uh, uh glass half full let's make this bigger than it is mm-hmm. it could be maybe a bit maybe blown out in the day-to-day on a Ooh. low side but I think on a high side it is like this is the best what it it feels very um like monk energy where it's like the mo- the the show, right? Yes, <laughs> definitely. Yes, exactly. I wonder too. Big in a w- Tony Shalhoub energy. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder too, in a way, if maybe this again, this is just contemplating kind of thinking. I wonder if these placements think that they're closer to their friends than they are. <laughs> you know, for sure. Like it's like we love each other. It's like. I kind of know you, but I like that you think we're this close. That's kind of cute. Or I don't know. Like, again, it's no shade. We need people like that. We need all. It takes all types. Uh, Saturn, on the other hand, Jupiter, Jupiter and Saturn are just such funny companions to me. And so, like, they feel like they could be in, like, a 80s sitcom. Like, They're Jupiter and Saturn. They're such odd couple, but all. They, but they, who would they but be they, without each other? They need each other. They need each other so much. And I think, you know, Saturn does like to be in charge. So I could see this being a person that is a little more careful instructed in their words. They don't want to be caught slipping like Jupiter will do. But everyone's like, it's Jupiter. It's not like we, we've come to expect that from Jupiter. It is fine. And um, on Dark Pixie Astrology, they said that they could tend to be afraid to make mistakes, which is which I think, you know, is great for like someone that's a fact checker or someone that is really research or detailed oriented. But my reminder for these Saturn third house people who are like, woe is me, this sucks, why am I like such a, you know, so strict on myself, is that maybe finding, again, these third houses are what we're searching for, maybe finding those third house close people that you can not be around that you don't feel afraid to make mistakes that you can be a fuck up a little bit because uh, you're on your your Saturn's keeping us on our shit or at, le- at least it tries to it reminds us to try to be on our shit a little bit the book says that they have um scientific and mathematical mathematical abilities um also that they may have had past problems with neighbors or siblings or in school and through that have learned to become very good students and conscientious neighbors and friends. Aww, the key, the keyword from this one is careful. And as a third house Saturn person, I, something that I remind myself and, uh, I would like to impart on everyone else is that careful doesn't have to mean safe. It just means that you care a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, if you that means that you know it doesn't it doesn't mean you can't fuck up 
but it means that it, you are going to care when you fuck up, Ooh. just like you're going to care when you do well. So remember that it just means that things are important to you. It doesn't mean that you can't make mistakes or or not or stop yourself from doing things. Mm. It just means that there are stakes and it matters. Well, I like that. I like that viewpoint because. Yeah, I think for some people it could manifest in that cautiousness or that regret after maybe saying like it, it unlike Jupiter that it just kind of flies and goes away or, or even Mercury, this is gonna be like, I remember when I said that shitty thing to that person and fuck, why Yeah. Well Yeah, what? you care. So be 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 thoughtful in terms of that because you will, yeah, like it, I think that's a perfect example. It's like you will remember, but don't let that stop you from doing something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't don't be timid. Exactly. And Uranus, of course, uh, these outer, these like, out, once we get to the outer planets, it's so, it's so funny. I think the houses really represent like the, the houses are these themes and these planets are these themes and thinking them in this algebraic combo is like, oh, of course, like Uranus in the third house is like gonna be that, that like weirdo in class, the class clown sort of energy Um, probably is like, just allergic to being bored in fucking every capacity whether that's with friends or in schools or whatever that is um yeah i think uranus is known as the natural kind of eccentric person so i think that might maybe that was like a role that you might have played again like these outer planets all these aspects and things and what's combined too um but i think now I don't know. I think back in the day, maybe like being a weirder thinker or have a different learning style was so much harder. I think we've adapted a lot more now. So I could see maybe this being tough as like a kid or like something like Mm -hmm. tough, like if you're kind of on a different plane than, you know, the norm core people. (laughs) Yeah. The book also mentions that you might be very inventive, which as we know, like, in a mental health sense can be difficult. Like, we invent reasons why people are mad at us, and we invent Mm. things that we never really said that we think, you know, we can Mm -hmm. do that to ourselves. So I think if you're inventive, if you're Uranus in the third house and you feel inventive, use it to, like, invent something. Like, make something, create something, make it positive. Ooh, I like that. Hell yeah. Uh, Neptune. So... I think it's interesting of Neptune, right? As we know it as this kind of what is Neptune? Like Neptune makes us go, what is Neptune? And I think uh, more expressing oneself or connecting on a soul or spiritual level will be important with with friends or with your community. Or it might be maybe a trend that you might lean to in connecting in a more Neptunian way that is more artistic, that is expressing not just like, hello, I'm this person. I'm this person too. It's like, it could be through even I don't, like dance or doing something that is speaking without the traditional senses of speaking to. I think Neptune and Uranus are weird two peas of a pod, but in kind of Uranus is like, I think more visually out there or more like we can notice how out there it is where Neptune is like, I didn't know if you knew this, but I'm kind of out there. <laughs> and, <laughs> and also, um, dark pixie once again said that the fog of Neptune also might make I mean, difficulty in school or just not being able to connect with people in like these kind of things or again, that Uranus sort of feeling different. So I think this could also recommend or represent like a different learning style again, uh, visual learners or someone that just wants to connect, not always just straight up verbally or connecting on in all different sorts of ways. The book says that to like uh, visualization and 
needing how to concentrate, like learning how to concentrate, um, but also strong psychic abilities and a daydreamer. Uh, The only way to learn astrology also uses their keyword is persuasive, which I really like because it is like, to me, the opposite of a salesman. Like it's a thing where they convince you without you knowing. And I think Stevie, you kind of like, we're saying that of like communicating without communicating, but it makes you feel like it was your idea or like you, mm-hmm. it makes you feel like you're maybe connecting something uh, deeper than it may perhaps may be. I don't mean to say that it's not as deep, but I think it is like those people that like, you feel like, you know, them or whatever, right. like it's that thing. And they can convince like, they don't tell you the fact they're not journalists they're artists they're you just vibe you're just yeah. like i vibe with that per i feel like it's someone you could just naturally start talking about like here's a picture of me as a kid oh that sweater did you knit it yourself like it's just like you enter through like what feels like simple but then it like secretly becomes so much like more than that because it that is that is how you kind of can i feel like that because- connects deeper than just than casualties or or like or not casualties but casual uh I don't know formalities if you will well it's like the it is the thing that we've talked about so many times it's like the who you want to have a beer with or it's those (laughs) intangibles it's those things that people are communicating that they have no they might not have control over but you are you are receiving them whether you know it or not and it is having an effect on you Mm -hmm. Mm. Pluto according to I dot the horoscope Dot com. I liked what they said uh, that Pluto and the third house natives want to solve mysteries to increase their knowledge and to expand their minds against all of this against the normal flow of society and its members. And I think that Pluto third house people would be maybe it's because I'm watching I'll Be Gone in the Dark and if I'm on my mini true crime cr- kick. But I feel like these would be great. They would crush it at like solving crimes at home. <laughs> and, and I hope I didn't just enable like a true crime like Stan, who's like, okay, time. To- well, actually, no, you should. It's kind of it's go fucking, it's fucking cool. So go solve a crime. Um, but I think they would be really good at that. Again, that deep dive of those community sort of things. Um, I think this will obviously want more depth from the people closest to them versus again the quick Mercury. Hi, how are you? Uh, these outer places want to go. They'll go deep with their liquor cashier or with anyone around them and i think this placement would truly can't stand small talk i think every other one can maybe make it work mm-hmm. but it's the further we get away i think it just can't and i was i have some charts saved in my astro.com of like random friends and shit and i've been like i, I wrote all these and then i was like okay now let me look through and i was like oh yeah i forgot julia has a bunch of these third things and i was looking at some of my friends who like have some especially like a few had pluto in the third and i was like they like can't even have small talk. Like they they don't even feign interest. It just turns to like ugh, these simpletons. Like I can't do this, and probably thinking yeah. a lot about like self reflection, evaluation, ranting, all of that kind of like Plutonian stuff. I think that it's pretty much exactly what the book says, except for one of the things that I guess sheds a little bit of light is that um, the intent is to to understand the significance behind the information. Mm -hmm. So I guess like in that sense of small talk, it's like, why are we talking about the weather? Is something unusual or like, (laughs) 
is this just a waste of time? Yeah. Or is this or is this how you waste time? Is this right. is this your default uh, conversation yeah. you go to? Is the weather? Tell me more about that. Did that start when you were a child, or did you just Google how to do small talk? Or <laughs> yeah. deep thinking is the keyword from oh. from the only way to learn astrology. Which I mean, that tracks, of course. Well, well third house rocks, dude. Yeah, <laughs> dude. baby. I'm like, I'm almost nervous to go to the fourth. Like it's fourth seems yeah. like it's gonna be like so tender. Heavy, tender and heavy and like we just were like it's like truly like this was like a birth through preschool like kindergarten. Now mm. we're like going to like I'm third gonna cry in the next one. You mark my oh, oh fuck yeah, yeah, dude, can't wait. I want everyone to cry. Okay, always dude. get prepared. Um, <laughs> get your tissues. Prepare ready. the buckets. Everyone better bring it. Okay, we, we don't even it. have a date scheduled. I'm already planning on crying on it. <laughs> <laughs> don't okay. eat it. That's that's the fourth house, baby. Uh, fucking angular house coming in strong. Having set the date, but it will make its presence. I mean, known. the icy tra- home trauma. Yeah, yeah. it's There's gonna so be. Much. It's see, gonna be a hit. I see tears. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you guys so much. Uh, it was third house, truly in every sense of oh, the word. Totally. Um, mm. But thank you so much for listening. And again, get your Kleenex ready because we're trekking through the rest of these houses. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR Sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at What's Your Sign Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.